Welcome to the Winner Folsom Podcast, your source for battle-tested leadership and resiliency. I'm here with my ally, Joshua Winner, and we're going to be chopping up uh, the vital need for allies in the warrior community. So this is going to be a good one, buddy. Yeah, I'm excited about today because having or not having allies can be the difference between your success or your failure. So make sure to pay attention if there's something you've been struggling with and haven't had success or something you just want more of, allies are going to be a secret weapon for you. So pay attention today. And hey, always recommend you guys jot down some notes. And whenever I'm listening to a podcast, you know, Joe Rogan or Peterson or Jocko or like any of these, I'm filling, I'm pausing and I'm taking notes. And it's just one of the valuable ways that we actually take all this information that we're drowning in and we integrate it into wisdom that we're starving for. So there'll be a couple things that are really important and both Joshua and I work in the warrior resiliency field. So we are inundated with the reality of all the spikes of clinical anxiety and depression, addiction, and suicide. And a lot of this can be traced upstream to isolation and not having support and the things that affect men and women who don't have these allies. So this is an important one. If you look at any area of your, any area of your life, if you're looking for more success in your career, if you're looking for finances, more financial freedom, earlier retirement, if you're looking to transform your body or you get your health in shape, if you want to improve your relationship, if you look at any of these specific areas of life that you want to grow in, additionally, anything that aren't working. So if you have struggle with addictions, if you struggle with porn or sex or alcohol or drugs or some sort of an addiction, listen up to this conversation because allies are going to be, again, be the difference between your success or failure in these areas. So pay attention today. So just from an anthropology standpoint, we're designed to be in these collaborative and reciprocal interwoven communities, which are called tribes that were designed for this evolutionary DNA level. And there's, you can trace it down to the way that our serotonin and our dopamine and the engine of our reality, which is, you know, our biochemical state, we're built to respond to each other. We're built to be connected to each other and our current experiments in society of giant cities and impersonal social structures. This has wiped out tribe. It has wiped out intimacy. It's wiped out kinship. So now we're a bunch of lone wolves drifting through the most gigantic pack in the world, but we're not connected because we don't have that alignment. And then we talked earlier in an earlier podcast about honor versus pride culture. And we're living in this giant disconnected pride culture which means we don't have allies. And so those of you watching, most of you either are part of an honor-based culture, police, fire, military, or you were. And you'll realize that there was a sense of community and connection and sister or brotherhood, and you had allies, which meant resiliency was probably pretty high. And we see that play out in the numbers that when we are deployed, we don't see a lot of the suicide rates that we see men and women transition back. That's when we see the big spike of mental health issues because we've gone from allies to no allies. That's kind of the as is moment of how do we actually recreate those honor-based systems and kinship relationships and active alliances in neighbors, right? And the people that you have at, at home right now, the people that you meet on a regular basis, how do you take those co-workers and turn them into kin or allies. And we're defining the term ally as a mission-oriented relationship. 
So it might be just good to talk about some of the most important missions in our life. And these are the ones that have to do with us. I would invite you to think like, what mission are you on right now? If you think about your life, what's your focus right now? Are you focused on, again, one of those four primary areas? Are you focused on growing your career? Have you maybe looked at your life and you're not happy? Something's not working or you don't feel fulfilled or you're not passionate? Are you not making the money that you want to make? And you're looking at retirement going, can I retire? Can I provide for my family? You know, are you maybe looking at your body going like, ah, I've kind of let things go. I'm not looking in the mirror going, damn, I'm not feeling good anymore when I have sex with my spouse or what's showing up for you that you may need to go on a mission right now, or this is a central theme in your life going, Hey, I've recognized some old habits that aren't serving me and I really need to create change here. So take a moment while you're listening and choose a mission so that you can go through this journey with us and apply it. So at the end, we're going to give you a challenge. And that way you can go on this challenge around this mission. So choose a mission, area that you want to improve in, get better in, or an area maybe you want to stop the bleeding that you've been bleeding out from some of your past trauma and you need to stop that so you can re-engage with life. All right, so I want to introduce two framework and I'm, I will try to be as simple as possible so it won't be overly complex. The first one, we need to take a look at our behavior. Or this is the as-is moment so that we can go, okay, I'm here on the map and now I need to go somewhere to improve my life. So that as-is moment is looking at our habits. Right? This is what we do as a default setting. This is autopilot. This is not choice. This is built for efficiency. These are the things that we do day to day. And some of them are amazing and they drive abundance and vitality. Like we all brush our teeth every day. That's a habit that serves us. And now we also have some habits that are sourced from a darker or more adolescent place. And those are the habits that are not serving us. And we have to upgrade those habits into practices, which are very hard. And we can't maintain those practices alone. At some point, we have a bad day. At some point, we get tired. At some point, we lose focus, right? We become unvigilant. And we'll revert back to our shitty habits. So the trick here, and this is where allies come in, is to be able to go from habit to practice to ritual. That requires allies because rituals are things that we do collectively. And this is really important. Those rituals need to be anchored to a time in the day. They need to be anchored to an event. And we can't maintain those rituals without making them collective. And that's why the ally journey is so important and being able to find the men and women in your life that share a common set of values or a common mission that we can collaborate with and be reciprocal. Like if I help you with the accountability of this journey, then I'm also going to receive support on either the same journey, but that's ideal, or a similar journey. And that's where alliances and shared missions come into play. That's the first frame I want everybody to kind of consider. Habit to practice to ritual, and those require allies. And I'll just give a real life example. One of the areas I've been actively working on is removing the unhealthy behavior of pornography and unhealthy behavior of, that was a source of her protecting some of the bleeding trauma from my past, in addition to external validation from the feminine. And so I'm doing an active cleanse where I'm actively choosing not to engage in those activities. I'm replacing it with new types of breath work and movement into the body. And I have an actual ally, a woman that's doing a man's cleanse. We meet the same time every night and we do the breath work together. And what I'm finding is 
it's a whole nother level because I'll have days when I, I mean, it's tough. You start to go through a transition. We talk about the hero's journey, which we'll continue to dive deeper into, but you're going to go in your road of trials. You're going to run up against the abyss. Your old stories are going to try to pull you back down. This is what we call a threshold guardian. And so your threshold guardians are going to come out and it's coming out left and right for me, trying to pull me back into my old habits, my old stories, my old behavior. And with that ally in place, I can say, hey, let's jump on and breathe. Hey, I'm noticing these new things showing up, maybe some depression or some anxiety or some uncomfortable emotions. Can you jump on and breathe with me? Can you jump on and talk through what's going on? And it's allowing me to move through it because now I have the map. I can go, oh, here's what's happening. I can anticipate what's happening. These stories are trying to fight for their protection. So one thing to note, when you create change, those stories will feel very threatened and they'll come in stronger than they've ever been to try to pull you back. And so you need an ally to help make it through that abyss, which is that, think of that messy part that feels like dread for a little bit when you're going through change. And it's the unknown world. So there's this unknown messy place that you haven't been yet. And so those allies will help you pull through. And if it's not consistent, it's really easy to say, hey, let's meet. And then you don't. I did a lot of these accountability challenges, but I wasn't meeting daily face to face. And I would auger off into the dirt because I would do it on my own. I was still there, but I didn't have a routine or a ritual in place. Instead, I was kind of doing it on my own and I didn't succeed with it. And so again, if you don't have a ritual and you're not meeting with an ally where you can be vulnerable, you can show up, you can challenge each other, chances are you're going to revert back to your old behavior. And this is something that everybody watching here knows at some sort of core level. You all fucking know that you will do things for others that you will not do for yourself. That's called honor. And if you're watching this podcast, you know men and women and you yourself have sacrificed in the service of others. So use that because the engine's in place. You cannot escape that honor engine, right, of heroic behavior in the service of others. Use it for you. You fucking deserve this. Get those people in. Put yourself in an accountability position, even though it's uncomfortable. Your stories don't want you to, but you do. You want to change your life. So get public. Get transparent. Tell people that you're quitting smoking. You're quitting porn. You're getting in shape. Whatever that thing is, go public with it. Because that accountability is going to be a bigger stick than just about anything else, right? And so don't get confused with like, oh, people will shame me. No, that's such weak sauce. Shame is just what pride-based people are calling accountability of us honor-based people. So call in the accountability. Put yourself in that hot seat because you deserve it and everybody in your life demands it. And, and you're doing awesome with that. Just what you're doing physically in addition to all the rest of it. That's what I'll say is, hey, it's exactly what you said. I did it first with my physical health and it worked. And that accountability of going public, it was a lot harder for me to auger off. And I kept the accountability of checking in. I literally said, I'm going to check in every week. So now I had to let down everybody that I've just stated to the world of what I'm going to do. And I was able to succeed with transforming my body. So now I'm doing the same thing with this other area. And I got to say, I've had more men and women reach out to me after going public than I ever thought. I thought I'd be shameful or judged or looked at as weak. And actually I've had more people say, thank you for making a stand. Thank you for being an example for masculinity. I've had probably 30 or 40 women literally reach out and say, this destroyed my relationship. This destroyed my last, my husband, we got divorced over this. So many examples. And then I've had a lot of men say the same thing. This was the cause of my divorce, my relationship. So, and it's also creating more accountability to show up and hold that. So it's actually not shame. And the last thing I'll say, once you're ready to go public, 
that's when you fully commit. It's when you burn the boats. There's no going back when you commit publicly because you're actually ready. I wasn't ready to go public until now because I wasn't really ready at, at, to burn the boats. I was like, eh, I'll go here, I'll go here. But once you're ready to burn the boats and like, I'm fucking doing this, there's no excuses. I'm in and I'm burning off every boat that's going to take me back there. That's when change happens. That's when you create the change. And really going public, right? That's a form of built, making allies. Like you are making the world your ally and you will withstand a shit ton of suffering before you let down an ally. And that's what it takes to burn off those old stories. It's a tough thing to do. Hey, we thank you for listening to the Winner Folsom podcast. Just a couple quick notes. First, if you are a man and you're looking for an honorable and inspiring group of men to hold you accountable and challenge you to grow in your relationships, your fitness, your career, your finances, and your life, go to www.k4men.com. And if you are a veteran, first responder, or man or woman who deals with trauma, and you are looking for some resiliency tools and skills for you, your team, or your organization, go to valorresiliency.com. Hope to see you there. Back to the podcast. Okay, so we got that framework, we got habit, practice, ritual, we've got allies who make that step happen. I wanna clarify two pieces around mission. These are two big ones and they're sequential. You gotta do the first one first and then you get to do kind of more of the fun one second, but you gotta do that first one first. And this is all of the bad habits that are sourced from trauma. This is like when you said, we're bleeding all over the people and projects in our life. And we are that when we've been wounded and we've been let down and betrayed and traumatized in many different ways, that's kind of an open wound that is we're trying to cope with. And most of our bad habits are really coping and numbing and all of those things. So you got to do that one first because you don't get to play offense if you're bleeding out. So we tourniquet first. We got to stop the bleeding first. And that it requires allies. Otherwise, you're not going to be able to make that first step. The second step is stopping the identification of the story about that wound, right? Or that trauma. And so that's when we get to start playing offense of, okay, I'm quitting this bad habit. That's going to lead me now to the next big habit that is the practice or the ritual or the make the money and get in shape and have the great relationship. And that's the more fun challenge, but we got to do the first challenge first. And the only comment I'll make on that piece to support it is, if something's easy for you, it's not going to be a big deal. Like for me, once I went public with my physical health and once I decided, it was actually not hard. It's actually not been a hard one for me. So I haven't really struggled. For some reason, the areas that we struggle with take us deeper into compassion and understanding. And so me quitting porn was a challenge. And so one thing I learned from that is the reason I kept bleeding is because I was trying to fight a part of myself. And I know Philip said this before, like, I think you've got a quote around this of from, you can't kill off a part of yourself. And so if you're fighting this party, if you're struggling with an addiction, if you're struggling with something and you've been trying to say no and you've been failing, chances are you're actually fighting that part. And to me, in order to move forward, you first have to make peace and realize, as Philip said a minute ago, it's actually a form of regulation. It's actually trying to serve you and it's serving a vital role. And once you can be grateful and see how it's supporting you and understand like, ah, this is actually my ally. So this actual part of me, for me, I called it my mistress of porn was an ally. 
huge ally for me that helped me for two decades through all the pain and rejection and challenge and frustration and all the shit I had, that was my go-to. So once, instead of fighting that, I made an ally. Now I could say, oh, let me give you a new mission, ally. <laughs> You're not gonna do this mission anymore. And let me find a better way to replace that. Now I just need new habits to replace my current habits of a better form of regulation. Or, and what Philip's saying, now I need to upscale my regulation to a whole nother level. I need a new practices, new habits, new rituals, but I'm not fighting a part of me anymore. Now I've got an ally in, in part of me so that was a big distinction that I did for a long time. And that's what created shame. So because I fought a part of me, I had shame and I didn't want to share it because I was shameful. Once I realized like, ah, it's my ally, it's protecting me. It removed the shame and it allowed me to go to that next level. So just check in with where you're at, because those are kind of the succession stages of one, making a friend or ally with this part of you that hasn't worked. Second, then you put some new practices and habits in place. And then third, you create accountability and allyship to create momentum. And one more piece I will add, if you haven't gotten results in an area, find people who have, right? And so I would say this, like, if you've struggled with finances or you'd struggled with your relationship or you struggle with your body or you struggle in these areas, find somebody else who've had a lot of success or look for multiple people and start to interview them. Say, hey, reach out. Hey, what are your habits? What are your rituals? What are your mindset? What do you tell yourself? Who are your coaches you work with? right? Like find out their blueprint or their map of how to do it. One thing I have learned in doing that process, if I've struggled with something, I'm probably not going to go to somebody it was easy for. And that's one thing I've learned is like, if it was easy for them, they didn't go through the same struggle. They're not going to have the same level of compassion. So for me, I still want somebody who's gotten results, but I want somebody that's actually struggled if I've struggled, because they're going to have a lot more compassion. Like I wouldn't be the best guy to tell somebody health. Cause I'm be like, Hey, just do it. What's your problem? Like, I don't understand. But if somebody kind of said, Hey, I've struggled with getting poor, I'm gonna go, ah, I get it, man, here's the blueprint, here's the map, I know how to get out of this, because I struggled with it too. So make sure when you're looking for allies, you're finding people that can relate to where you're at, and the process you've gone through, and then reach out. A lot of times we struggle with actually reaching out and asking, and it's not for help, you're asking for engagement, for modeling, for like, hey, show me your map, are you open to share, and that's true mentorship, and people are usually happy to give it. Yeah, and ask yourself, how does it make you feel when somebody asks you for advice? I, everybody is validated, happy, pleased. You, know, you get service to be purposeful and you get to be the authority in something. So don't think that is an imposition to ask somebody who's successful, hey, could you give me some coaching on this? And you're going to be shocked at how excited people are to help you, particularly if you're one of the people who are watching this podcast, people that people like to help. You're going to have to sacrifice some discomfort and some pride to be able to do that. But just realize that there is a bit of a gift in there as well when you do ask for help. And it actually helps create an ally. Like if that's another way that you can start to create allies, ask for help, ask for mentorship, ask for picking somebody's brain. And now you have a connection. You have a mutual conversation to talk around and it helps dialogue further. And allies is really the difference between success and failure. I really do think out of everything we've looked at and everything we've talked about, I mean, even this, Philip, we're now allies and I've struggled even in business. I've done success, but not like, ah, I got my mission, I got my purpose, but even us, our dynamic of an ally, we perfectly complement each other. We are super aligned. When one of us has a bad day, we're like, hey, let's move forward, let's get past it. There's a lot of compassion and there's also challenge because we're continually leveling up where we're at. And so it, it ignites the other one to keep leveling up. And so... I'd say I'm 10x more successful because of my relationship and friendship with you and what we're able to build and conquer because we have this ally. You don't have to hold the whole weight of the world. You're like, oh, 
I got somebody else that can carry it when I need a little break. And I got somebody else to say, hey, take a break, <laughs> which we'll push each other, sometimes push ourselves to the edge. So having somebody go, hey, thanks for the pass. I got this. I think you even said once, I'm grateful when you say, hey, can you take the ball and run? I need a little break because you're like, sweet. Now I get to run for a little bit. Now I need a break. Let me do the pass. So we're passing honor back and forth. Everybody watching this pod, we all love to serve. It's a great thing. Honor is the drug, right? And this is not a shameless plug. This is a marching order. You need to find a community of people that are aligned in what Josh is talking about. So what are you working on in your life? Well, if it's fitness, you should probably be hunting allies in that space, right? If it's something around money, hunt in that space. And you need to find people who have an alliance around values as well. So really your vision and your values and your mission, that's that alignment foundation of finding good men and women. And you're not going to find it at the supermarket. You're going to have to go to places where honorable people gather. And there are people who are like you. Find those places. There are women's groups. There are men's groups. There are jujitsu schools. There are a vast range of collections of people who have already congregated and they're built for this process. They are an alliance boundary of creating these things. So you and I, we built K4, which is a men's group, which was like-minded men who are working on similar things and have the same belief system about the role of masculinity in the world. And it's just been one of my very favorite things ever in my life to watch the alliances happen and the people who are holding each other accountable for families and the amount of literal lives that have been saved in that organization is probably the greatest thing I've ever done in my life. It's pretty amazing when you actually take these concepts and move it into application and integration. And then you see men going, Hey, I want to get in shape. So I'm going to hold up a warrior workout challenge and I'm going to hold everybody else accountable because it holds me accountable. Right. And then you see this whole movement of hundreds of guys doing this challenge or somebody does a no fap challenge and says, Hey, no porn, no masturbation. Let's replace it with these other things. Or Hey, let's do a writing challenge, right? I want to write more. So let me encourage guys to write. Or Bill's having a shitty week. He's off the, like, he's MIA. And you know that Bill's got allies. And so to see a whole cadre of men coalesce on Bill, like, hey, you doing okay? You know, going to a dark place? It's a remarkable thing. It is a self-preservation protocol for warriors. That's a really good topic. I think to spend just a little bit more time on that for a moment is, you know, we've had a number of guys, I mean, we have a lot of warrior culture in our community. I'd say we have about 50, 60% of our community is veteran, fire, police, ER doctor. So we have this whole range of warrior type culture and we have more trauma in those cultures, right? So we also have a lot of just everyday men from electricians and construction workers and musicians and, and entrepreneurs and all types of men that are in this community. But with a heavy warrior culture that has more trauma, there's a tendency to have more suicidal thoughts and some other additional things that happen. And so it's been to Philip's point, literally two days ago, one of the guys sent out a message to a group of us and said, Hey, worried about my buddy. Can you give him a tap? And he probably had 20 calls and text messages from guys in the community saying, Hey, let me check in on you. What's going on. And it turns out uh, this specific brother was having a really tough day and something had triggered some past trauma and wounding that came up and he was having some suicidal thoughts. And so getting guys mobilized behind him and say, Hey, we love you. We're here with you. We're here to hold some of this with you. Hey, can you get up and go do some cold plunging? Can you get up and do some breath work? Can you get up and go for a walk and text me back? Can you check it like in 
got some movement going, got some text going. So that storm, that was a really heavy storm where he feels alone. Now we get to carry that together and wait till that storm passes and the sun comes out again, because it's going to come back out if we can make it through those low moments. So I think that's been one of the most powerful things to see that in action with a number of topics, not just around suicide, but all kinds of things that guys are going through and having guys mobilize and support men around that. That's true allyship. That's true brotherhood. And you need people to walk with. If you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. This is a long journey. You need to get some traveling companions on this. You got a challenge? I do, but I wanted to say one more thing first because this is pretty prevalent. We've worked a lot on this. It's also a big distinction of not being victim, right? So we do not take a victim mindset approach to any of this. We do not take a savior approach to any of this. So it's not a guy's claiming victim story that we need to save you. There's a huge level of self-responsibility, but it's compassion, care. Like I'm here with you. I'm not here to save you. I'm here with you to support you through this as a support, not a savior. It's a big distinction because we've done a lot of suicide prevention work as well. And one of the unfortunate things we've seen is some men due to their trauma, real trauma that's happened, kind of get stuck in a victim mindset and they look for saviors and then they want to make the savior the villain. And so then they repeat this victim mindset. And so we're a big proponent. Hey, if you're, if you join our community, it's not what you subscribe to. And so the guys that are here are taking ownership, but need support and need allies through it. So again, support versus savior, very different distinction there. So just wanted to share that. That's a whole other kettle of fish. That's a whole topic, I think. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, so challenge for you would be anybody listening, take time this week to go find an ally, reach out, like where's an area of growth that you want? What's a mission you want to go accomplish? Set the mission out, either something to grow in, an opportunity that you need to lean into, or are you bleeding out? Is there some area of your life that you're in pain or bleeding out or trying to protect the trauma from that you need an ally to help you navigate it? So pick a mission and go find an ally and commit to doing 30 days of checking in and building that relationship with an ally. So mission and then find out what you need. That's the ally that you need. So what do you need to complete this mission, right? Or to heal or transition And that need is going to be what the ally fills. And you'll be shocked at how the universe and God will provide that for you. It will be right there. Those are your marching orders for everybody. So thanks for joining us today and stay battle-tested.